0: think the classical music is not for you, and you don't know where to start, or maybe you're a fan already and would welcome a fresh approach. You've come to the right place. perfect pitch is for everyone, beginners or experts, whatever your age. Lend Nick Healy Hutchinson your ears for his weekly dose of classical music that will enrich your life.
1: Those of us of a certain vintage will remember with great affection and admiration the talent and comedy of Dudley Moore. It's a name which you might be surprised to hear in a podcast about classical music, but he was a very talented musician at the keyboard, winning an organ scholarship to Magdalen College, Oxford, where he later took up composition in jazz. His career took a comedy and acting path, most notably with Peter Cook, but his skills at the keyboard never left him. Here's something not to lower the tone, but lighten the mood. Moore's parody on a Beethoven sonata is now well established as an encore favourite in piano recitals. Taking the well-known theme of Colonel Bogie, which has long since been irreverently renamed, Moore explores the full range of Beethoven's typical characteristics. The attention to detail is not just funny, it's brilliantly clever. First, it's in the key of C minor a key which Beethoven uses for a number of his famous and weighty pieces, such as his Fifth Symphony, the Choral Fantasy, the Third Piano Concerto and the Pathetique Sonata. He then goes on to develop all of Beethoven's language in the chords, the scales, the pauses for tranquil and melodic reflection, and finally Beethoven's seeming inability sometimes to bring a piece to an end, the Fifth Symphony being a prime example. Another clever thing about this piece, which is a live performance by Piers Lane, is that it actually incorporates specific references from other Beethoven sonatas. If you've heard it before, you know what's coming. But if you haven't, you can't help but giggle. Just in case you missed it in that raucous applause, those were indeed the opening notes of the Moonlight Sonata. Right at the end, the redhead Antonio Vivaldi was born in Venice in sixteen seventy eight, where he spent much of his life composing music for an orphanage. As the firstborn of nine children, it was the custom at the time to single him out for the priesthood, a tradition I can be glad has long gone into abeyance. But as someone who suffered from a mild form of asthma he managed to discharge his priestly duties only rarely. His output was indeed substantial, and he was by far the leading Baroque composer of his day. His music had a clear influence on Bach, but a voluminous legacy is not enough to guarantee you contemporary popularity, and he died in poverty in Vienna. That reputation, of course, has long been since restored. Stravinsky was perhaps the most scathing about him, calling him greatly overrated, and a dull fellow who could compose the same form over and so many times over. The house in which he lived has since been taken over by the Hotel Zacher, and I can personally vouch for the excellence of its torta. If you've seen the film Shine, about the pianist David Helfgott, you'll remember that the closing credits were accompanied by Vivaldi's Nulla in Munda Pax Sincera. The rather gloomy title, which translates into There is No Peace in This World Without Bitterness, is wholly at odds with this perfectly lovely tune sung by Emma Kirkby. And here's another composer who was highly productive, but whose reputation has barely survived. We sometimes forget that 18th century Europe was a time so rich in all the arts, that to stand out above your peers and really excel, quantity alone was just not enough. Haydn, as we now know, wrote oodles of music, and he's one of those quantity exceptions. But have you ever heard of Tommaso Giordani, who lived between about 1730 and 1800? He didn't write as much as Haydn, but he did write a very great deal in all sorts of forms, particularly opera when he came to live in Ireland, one called Genius of Ireland. Quiet at the back. And you'd struggle to find much of it performed now. Part of the reason for that may be that he stood charge of plagiarism. Be that as it may, I think you'll agree this is a rather lovely declaration of love, and I just felt the urge to play it. Caro mio ben. My darling one, believe me, my heart languishes without you. It's sung here by Cecilia Bartoli with Jean-Yves Thibaudet on the piano. I've mentioned in the past how some names have the ability to put people off just out of misconceived prejudice. Shostakovich was a man I singled out, so here's something completely different to dispel that myth even further. Shostakovich was a great fan of jazz music, and in 1938 he wrote a jazz suite especially for the newly formed State Jazz Orchestra in Moscow. You never know what you're going to get on this podcast, and to be honest, I'm not sure myself sometimes but it's all about showing you that classical composers aren't all stuffy. The suite is made up of five parts, a waltz, a polka, a foxtrot, the flame of eternal glory for orchestra, and a festive overture. It's played here by the National Orchestra of Ukraine, conducted by Theodore Kuchar.
0: Thank you.